Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. One of the pleasures of hosting this show is getting to talk to people who've done extraordinary things. People like Michael Phelps and people like our next guest, Milt McCall, who won two Super Bowls, Super Bowl 16 and 19, playing for the San Francisco 49ers in the 1980s. He also got a medical degree while he was playing in the NFL at Stanford, where he was also an undergraduate, class of 1981, med school class of 1989, I believe, but did not practice medicine until very recently. He decided in his 50s that he would get out of the biotech industry and the venture capital business uh, in which he had used his medical degree but had never done his residency and decided that he would instead practice medicine um, working as a family physician mostly with uh, disadvantaged patients and went to do his residency in his 50s. He is now a family practitioner in California, and Dr. McCall joins us now. Dr. McCall, thank you for being with us. Jeremy, great to have you. Did I get all that? Did I get that right? I think I got it right. Uh, all the numbers and everything, pretty much, right? I was impressed. Yeah, it's hard to <laughs> hard to keep track of a my, my my career has gone so many different directions. It's hard to keep track of it myself sometimes. Peripatetic would be one way, I guess, to put it. You know, you're a Stanford guy, so I'm trying to use as many big words as possible. Um, why did you decide? in your mid-50s that you wanted to change direction? So I've been very fortunate. I mean, first of all, just to, to play in the NFL. And, of course, I got the very lucky times, I should say, or good times during the 49ers kind of era during the during the 80s when we won. Well, they won, ended up winning five Super Bowls in that stretch between uh, Bill Walsh and George Seifert. Um, and I was fortunate to come in as a free agent the very first year, and we won uh, uh, my rookie year. We won our first Super Bowl, and then won another one a couple years later. Um, I was fortunate also that Stanford allowed me to go to medical school while I was playing football during that entire time. So I ended up with my medical degree and my license. Um, and then I decided to just take a, some time off to help get involved with a medical device company. I was going to take one year off, and that one year literally turned into 20-plus years in the end. Uh, I went into the medical device business and uh, into venture capital eventually. But as I was kind of approaching my 50s, I just realized I, I really missed being a doctor and being medicine. So I went back and started volunteering in San Francisco um, at, a, at a free clinic there. And I just realized how how enjoyable and how much satisfaction I had treating people that basically, you know, had much more disadvantage than, than we were. And uh, so in the end, I was doing that like one day a month just for really for my edification as much as theirs and realized I just didn't know as much medicine as I needed to know. So I went back and talked to Stanford about doing a residency. And so I ended up doing that. We're speaking with Milt McCall, who played linebacker in the NFL for nine seasons, won two Super Bowls with the San Francisco 49ers and uh, got his medical degree more than 30 years ago. Was there anybody else doing a residency at that time who was close to your age group? <laughs> Not quite. I, they were all my kids' age. So we would be up. 
I mean, it was being an intern again in medicine in your mid fifties is a it was was a was a challenge. Uh, we'd be up all night long. We'd have twenty four hour shifts, and I'd be sitting up at three in the morning in the little cubicle with uh, usually two other residents, and uh, they were all my kids' age, and I was asking them questions a lot about what's going on because they were way smarter than I was. What's tougher, training camp for Bill Walsh or residency? You know, those are just completely different things. I mean, our training camp was out in the middle of the desert in California in a place near Sacramento, which was 110 degrees during the day. We we lived the old ways of training, uh, and we were completely secluded. So, But it was a great feeling. I mean, you had a lot of fun going to training camp. It was hard work, but it was also a lot of fun in the evenings and things. So, uh, and, and, and the same thing with residency. You really develop relationships with people. And I had the most incredible residents that uh, – um, that I worked with, and they taught me so much in my, my attendings. It, I was just so fortunate. It was three of the best years of my life, I have to say. Way more interesting to do it in your 50s than when in your, in your 20s. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Milt, but um, there's kind of an extraordinary uh, lineage here as well. Your father was also a professional football player and a physician. Am I correct? Yeah, my dad played for George Hallis with the Bears for eight years during the 50s. And, uh, you know, he was a, he was a great football player. He was number fourth in the Heisman voting when he was at Stanford. And he was very fortunate. He did the same thing. He's the one that showed me you could go to medical school. He actually did three years of his orthopedic residency while he was still playing. But at that time, football was different. The Bears actually scheduled their practices around him and his medical work so he could get to his labs and things. I didn't think Bill Walsh was, would, would have been real interested in doing that for me while I was playing. <laughs> well, what, I mean, obviously the McCalls are, are underachievers, um, you know, and you, you don't push yourselves very hard. Um, well, you know, when you made the decision to go into medical device, I said biotech earlier, not biotech, uh, medical devices for a long time. What, what were you doing uh, in the medical device industry for all those years? Yeah, so actually, one of my companies was a biotech company. So it's it's oh, okay. it's, it's it's kind of the, yeah, it's it's a crossover. They kind of blend itself in. But I was I started off as a medical director. I did a lot of the clinical studies and clinical trials and FDA approvals. I actually had to go in front of the FDA and present a product that got approved by the FDA many years ago. Uh, and then as I kind of my career went along, I ended up being uh, senior executives. I was the president of a division for Boston Scientific and did that for about six or seven years and then just decided to go on the investment side and look at a lot of I've been in a lot of small startup companies before. And so it gave me a chance to sort of decide where, where should we invest money? Where do we think we can make money and what what needs really exist out there in the medical world? So that's what I did. What did your what did your dad think about your idea? And he's still he's still with us. He's 90 years old. What, what, what did he think when you told him you were going to go do your residency finally after all these years? Yeah. So, you know, my dad is uh, is 90 years old, as you mentioned. He's still in great health, fortunately, living down in, in Southern California right now. And, you know, I think he was as, as supportive as I would have expected. I mean, he I think he enjoyed being a doctor for his he was a doctor for, for 40 years as a as an orthopedic surgeon. And, uh, you know, he always supported me when I told him to go into I was going to go into business. He, he was a very big supporter of mine saying, I think medicine's changing. It's not going to be like it was when I was practicing. Um, he had a private practice for many years. He was on call every day, every night. And then, you know, for me, I don't, I don't really want to deal with the business side of medicine. I just want to treat patients. And so things have changed a lot. And I work at the county hospital. You know, Jeff Smith is the county executive where I work. It's been incredible what they've done around the coronavirus. Santa Clara County. Yeah, Santa Clara County. And we were the very first case and the first death in the United States, yet we have had very few 
corona deaths and very few corona cases, surprisingly, considering we were so early on. And I think it was the, you know, Jeff Smith and the rest of the whole county was very quick in reacting. And, and I just saw a study came out of Columbia yesterday that said they thought that probably at least tens of thousands of deaths would have occurred in the United States if we had sheltered in place even one week earlier. And I think we were at the very beginning. We were the very first counties all in San Francisco, San Jose, that put shelter in place immediately. And it's had a huge impact because we've had very few deaths in our area. And I, I compliment our our group for doing that. We're speaking with Dr. Milt McCall, the two-time Super Bowl champion, practicing family practitioner, if that makes sense, in Santa Clara County. And what's it like going to work now in this environment um, when, uh, you know, there's still so much that's unknown about uh, about the disease, the way it's transmitted and, and the way it um, the way people react to it? Yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, after I finished my residency, I went to work at the county hospital, which is Santa Clara Valley Medical Center. It's uh, right in San Jose. Um, we treat pretty much a lot of the Medicaid, Medi-Cal patients. Most of them are indigent. Um, we're very fortunate in that our patients uh, really appreciate their doctors, and I think that's why I decided to come to do this. Um, I do primary care work in family medicine, so I see you know all range of patients from one day old to 100 days old or 100 years old. Um, and, and we do, I mean, obviously the coronavirus has been something we've had to deal with in our own county. And of course, like I said, we were one of the very first to, uh, to establish that. I'd say the one thing that has changed is we've moved like many places now to much more telemedicine, uh, where we're doing phone calls and video visits. In fact, I spend a lot of my time, I only go in the office now about once a week and I, I do the rest of the calls from home. Uh, but that's usually enough. And we're going to try to get our patients slowly coming back in and seeing them. But most of the time we've been trying to do everything virtually as much as we can. And just to just to sort of keep the shelter in place going as long as we can. Emil, you're not the only physician from those great 49ers teams in the 1980s. Uh, in fact, um, I got your number, as you know, but our audience is not, from John Frank, uh, the excellent tight end who played for those teams, who who also then uh, went to medical school and became a practice. But a very different kind of medicine John Frank practices now, right? Yeah, John's an ENT, or uh, I mean, yeah, and he does a lot of uh, hair transplants. I think he's sort of world-renowned. John and I were great friends. We, uh, we, we had medicine to talk about uh, together on the team. In fact, at one time, there was three of us on the team that were all doctors, a guy named Jim Kovach, who's huh. um, since gone into, yeah, became a, he had a law degree as well as a medical degree. And so at one time, we actually had three physicians on the team. Uh, but John's a, a great friend. I still keep touch with him when I get out to New York, but he's, he's, he's found a niche in his area uh, and has become world-class as a hair transplant uh, doctor. I told him I, I, I might need him someday. I think I'm okay now, but it's kind of thinning on top. I, I, I think I've seen some pictures of you. Have you considered you know, seeing Dr. Frank? Yeah, I only told him I'd only do that if he gave me a discount. He still won't give me a discount, so I'm waiting. <laughs> it's pretty expensive from what I understand. We're speaking uh, with Dr. Milt McCall, uh, who played on those teams, arguably uh, the greatest team ever, the 1980s San Francisco 49ers. And we had your teammate Roger Craig on the show a few weeks ago. It kind of made a little bit of news, uh, which isn't typically what happens on this show, because I don't even remember how it came up, but he kind of went out of his way to say that he thought Tom Brady was the greatest player ever. I'm not going to put you on the spot and uh, and ask you the same question. But, but he said that. Um, but I started thinking, when I think about it, and Jerry Kramer from the Packers, is my godfather. I grew up 
you know, kind of known all those guys because of my father's relationship with, with the Lombardi teams. And, you know, you talk about those Lombardi's Packers and you talk about the Walsh Seaford 49ers. And of course you talk about the Belichick and Brady Patriots. And if you say dynasty to me, you kind of have to, you kind of have to give it to the Patriots. They won six. They played in nine. But to me, it's a different question. This might be, you know, splitting hairs. It's not the greatest team because that's over the course of like 17 years. Those are several different teams. And you guys, for the most part, were really one cohesive team, except for that fifth Super Bowl, which is a different cast of characters and a different quarterback under, under Steve Young. So to me, when you talk about team, it's kind of those those eighties Niners and those sixties Packers and and the Patriots to me are like several teams that all happen to have just a coach and a quarterback in common. How do you feel about that question? You know, it's so hard to compare against decades. I mean, you can really only compare yourself against the people that you played against in your era because things change. The rules change even since since we were playing. So, you know, there's no question during the during the 80s, the 49ers were the dominant team. There's no question right now that the the Packers or the um, Patriots were certainly in their era were were the dominant team. I think the you know there were times the the Raiders were in the same game. The 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 um, Dallas Cowboys had their era. The the Pittsburgh Steelers. People have their era, just like the Green Bay Packers. But I think you can only compare yourself into those eras. And and who's the greatest player of all time? Well, it's going to be hard to say because they're never going to play each other. But uh, I mean, obviously Tom Brady's just a great quarterback. It's just fun to watch him. And the same is true of Montana. I mean, you just knew when Montana had the ball near the end of the game, we were going to win. It just there was just no question in people's mind. All right, so so answer this for me, Milton. I should know the answer to this, but I've never really looked into it. Maybe he wasn't. How did Tom Brady? end up at Michigan? Why did he end up at Sanford? What happened? What, I, I, what happened to the Cardinal? What I want to know is how come nobody drafted him sooner? That's, <laughs> that's what I really want to know. Why didn't too? the 49ers draft him <laughs> in, the, in the fifth round? Instead of, <laughs> that's, that's a very good so, question. Who, who's to say? I mean, that just tells you how much the NFL draft, you just can't tell what players are like in high school or college. So many, I mean, I never got drafted. Nobody would have ever guessed I would have played in the NFL for eight years, and I did. So there's just things happen in the game. A lot of it's a little bit of luck. I I got fortunate the guy in front of me got injured, and then when he gets injured, I got all the plays and got I learned and got better. It's just like medicine. The more you do, the better you get out, just like a surgeon. The two-time Super Bowl champion, the family practitioner in Santa Clara County. What a remarkable career, and the second one is just getting – well, third one, I guess I should say, is just getting started. Milt, thanks so much for joining us. Take care. Thanks so much for me. I'm Jeremy Schapp. And you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.